You're listening to The Ultimate Creative, a podcast for content creators. I'm your host, Emily Milling. I am a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate entrepreneur, comedian, podcaster, musician, filmmaker, you name it. If it's creative and it has something to do with business, I'm probably in on it. If you're looking for a way to earn money through your creative passions, or if you need help finding your creative side, you are in the right place. Welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Creative Podcast. I am your host, Emily Milling, and today I have with me the most strategic online business person you will ever meet. It is the host of Strategize Your Business Online. It is the creator of the conference, Strategize Your Business Online. It is Dee Boswell Buckwad. Oh my God. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am wonderful, Emily. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Let's just get right in to it. Tell us about your business. Tell us how you help people and the Strategize Your Business Online podcast. How do you help your clients to build a great online presence? Because you do it in so many ways. I want to hear all about it. Oh, thank you so much. So my name is Dee and I have a company called Boswell Buck Creative and a little bit of a backstory. I mean, the year is now 20. 21. I've been all in for about three years now. I'm all about being strategic online and helping my target audience or helping my clients who are small business owners use the online space to reach their ideal client. And I like to talk about the fact I, I talk about strategy quite often because I left my job after 26 years at the age of 47. So I had a five-year-old at the time. She's nine or almost nine. My, I have my daughter and uh, my husband was very supportive. He's like, okay, go for it. And the mortgage. And it's like, there's never a good time to start your own business, but I wanted to have my own business. So doing that and with all of that responsibility, I had hired a coach and I also like just planned 10 months in advance before I left the job, making sure that the mortgage, you know, we had our bills in place and things like that. And also I went back to school. So I did night school and I became certified in social media management. And as well, I started to create my presence online on Facebook, Instagram, and on LinkedIn. And I would share my journey as being an entrepreneur. So when I left my job 10 months after I decided to go, I already had like this active following. They knew about me. On my last day on the job, when I got home, I recorded a video saying that I threw up my safety shoes and I am now a full-time entrepreneur. And it's been a bumpy, it it was a bumpy road initially, but I was getting clients right from the get-go, like right before I left my jobs. So yeah, so like I said, it was like well thought out. It was planned. So then at the end of the at the end of the day, when I left my job at 47, I was ready to go. And yeah, I have a podcast like three years later, and it's called Strategize Your Business Online. And of course, that title was very well thought out as well, because mm-hmm. I wanted to know that if somebody was looking for a podcast where they could get tips easy, doable, actionable tips for their digital marketing. I wanted them to see that title and say, yeah, that's what I need. 
Exactly. And I mean, I know you're all about SEO. And I know that was like a huge driver uh, for your website and like seeing like, oh, all of these people are starting to visit my website. What's that about? I know you talked about that in your podcast as well. And I honestly, like, I think SEO is one of the more underrated online strategies for business online. <laughs> I'm just going to keep working that title in like a ding dong. But it's I think it's like one of the most underrated strategies because it like if you can title things and write things with keywords that people are automatically searching for, the world is your oyster. I th- I think for me even SEO has done way more for my business than social media, but we can get into that perhaps a little bit later because I'm currently in the mode of like tearing my hair out around social media. This is my life. It's just like redonkulous. So, okay. So I want to ask you a little bit about, well, I want to ask you like a thousand questions, honestly, but the first one I think I want to ask you about is promoting your podcast, because you have a really awesome episode where you walk your listeners through how you promote your podcast. And you came up with ideas that I hadn't even thought of, like past the me tearing my hair out situation. So when you promote your podcast, what do you do? And what has worked the best for you so far? Promoting my podcast. So so everything in my business, like whether it's for my clients or for myself, it's like this huge project. And it takes like a lot of thought and, and I map everything out. And, you know, I did this podcast so I could reach more people right outside of who I'm reaching on social media, outside of those who are going to find me on my website. And of course, I talked about having that title. So when I'm promoting it or somebody finds my title, then they're like, this podcast is for me. So things that I'm doing is that, A, I have an awesome podcast editor. Hey. Hashtag Emily. (laughs) So Emily, you know what you do, you're so so wonderful. What you do is that you, you create show notes for me. And that was very important. Like I've gone on different websites where I don't see show notes, but those Mm -hmm. show notes have those great keywords. So because I'm talking about digital marketing, one day I might be talking about Facebook ads. Another time I could be talking about LinkedIn. All A lot of my words that I'm speaking about are great keywords. And when I get those show notes, I can now put them onto my website. So that is great because those show notes now have keywords. Another thing that I do is I'm not really quiet uh, on social, meaning that I'm on social for a reason. So I'm not out there sharing everything that's super personal about myself, but I share on social. So people get a great blend as to knowing who I am and knowing that I am a business owner as well. Mm -hmm. So I definitely make sure that I'm sharing my podcast episodes on my social media. So if I am on, well, I am on Instagram and I make sure that I am using certain hashtags. So hashtags could be, I'll use an example that I started using recently. So there's like podcasters of Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. But that's a little bit vague. Not everybody's going to be interested in your podcast. However, I reside in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, so I started using hashtag Toronto podcast or hashtag business podcast. So I start looking for hashtags that describe my podcast, and then that way, I what I have been noticing is that certain accounts have started to follow me now. And when I take a look at those accounts, they are business pod accounts, mm-hmm. or they are the accounts of a Toronto business owner. 
So I know that I'm landing right in the feed. So there's the social media I'm sharing on all of my social media platforms. And I also started to share it on my Google My Business. So Google My Business is great because if somebody is looking for a digital marketer in their area, well, then on Google My Business, I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do is I make sure that I update my Google My Business like every two weeks or so. And it's like, well, I think that would be pretty awesome if they saw that I shared a link from my website of a podcast episode. So what a great way if somebody's looking for somebody who can help them with their social media. And it's like, okay, this person is a thought leader because they have a podcast as well. And if they haven't reached out to me, they can listen to that podcast and get some great tips. So those are just some of the ways that I highlight my podcast online. Be Googleable. I yes. think that's my takeaway. Be Googleable. Because <laughs> if you're not Googleable, Googleable, nobody's going to know who you are or where you are. And this was a question that popped up while you were speaking about hashtags. I was trying to do just like different but similar hashtags so that Instagram wouldn't be like, oh my God, you're just spamming this one hashtag. And then I heard that apparently you're supposed to use all the same hashtags over and over. So now I'm like, I'm going to use the same hashtags over and over. And Instagram's like, we don't care what you want to do. Don't anybody look at Emily's stuff. And I'm like, well, I quit. Like, actually. And it's so weird because I have a couple of different Instagram accounts, right? This this is is just driving me nuts because I I cannot understand it. Like, I've got really well-performing, very foolish little comedy reels that I pulled straight off of my TikTok. And then I've got my professional business account on Instagram, and I'm posting my podcast on there. It's like, it's crickets. It's nothing. It's driving me nuts. Do you know anything about, like, did that change this hashtag thing? Or is that, like, just all experimentation, and we just have to, like, accept whatever the gram gives us. Right. Well, I know that Instagram does not want us to repeat the same hashtags on every single post. <laughs> so what I what I do is that I make sure that my hashtags match what is in that post. So, for instance, we've got the podcast post, and we're going to use some of those podcast hashtags. However, what is that podcast about? That's where you can share different types of hashtags or where are you located? Maybe you can use hashtags for, you know, hashtag New York City type of Mm -hmm, thing. Right. mm -hmm. But you can definitely like switch out your hashtags based on what that post is about. So Instagram, a couple of weeks ago, they rolled it out like we we allow you to use 30 hashtags, but don't do it. We only want you to use eight to 15 hashtags. What? Which it's like, okay, so why why wouldn't you just allow me to only share 15 hashtags? So it's conflicting, right? We're still going to let you share 30, but don't share more than eight or 15. Oh my God. So I have been experimenting because I have been always using all the hashtags. And I have noticed that when I have been using all the hashtags, being like hashtags that are more like strategic and include like keywords and things like that. I have found that my reach has been a little bit lower. And then on some of my posts, I have been using 15 or maybe even 22 hashtags, right? But I have found that like, I guess it's just juggling right now or just trying to experiment. Yeah. The other day, one of my posts, it was like 30% of people found this post because of hashtags. And then one time the other day, it was like 
82% of people found this post. Yeah. So I will say that I'm not using the 30 anymore. I go about 15, but at the end of the day, you have to be strategic with your hashtags or in order for people to find you. Yeah. Well, I think a great example of me finding someone through a hashtag, I hired my amazing online business manager, Callie, through through the hashtag OBM. And I just like randomly found her. This was when I was like desperate to hire somebody because I don't know if you remember a while ago, my, my arm stopped working and I was like, well, yeah. I guess I'm screwed now. So I just, I was like, all I could type in is OBM with my left hand. Yeah. So that's what I'm going for. And then I found, I found my amazing business manager, Callie. And, and that's like the only time I can really think of that hashtags have truly worked for me was when I used it to find somebody else. Yeah, I found my hairstylist on Instagram through hashtags, yeah. my landscaper. So we got our, we got, wow. yeah, we got a landscape designer. She designed the perfect backyard and we thought we would cheap out and take this blueprint and do it ourselves. And then she ended up connecting us to a landscaper. So that entire contract went from $300 to a few thousand dollars, <laughs> thanks to the hashtag. Yeah, if you're a business owner, you know, you definitely want to use hashtags that mm-hmm. use some of those hashtags that describe who you are. Because especially if you're doing something that's very visual, then people will want to take a look for it on ha- on on Instagram. Yeah, such a magnificent yet infuriating world to explore. Okay, let's stop talking about hashtags. I'm losing my mind here, Dee. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about Let's talk about Facebook and Instagram ads, because I know like you've done some episodes on this, at least one that I can recall right now in my working memory. I will drop a link to that in the show notes for this episode. So whoever wants to check that out, I definitely do that because it's a great episode. So you use that to drive traffic to your website. What do you think content creators should be considering when they want to drive traffic to a podcast episode, maybe or a specific video or another piece of content they've published using ads like do you recommend doing that or do you recommend sending people somewhere else entirely what are your thoughts on ads i love ads (laughs) i love ads in fact like i am planning out an ad for a masterclass that i'm holding this month and i talked another client into you know she's having a, a summit online and i talked her into you know we can just spend $40 this week and run an ad to get more eyes to that landing page. So for my podcast, I have like, I don't do it for every single podcast, but I have run some ads. And so because my podcast is for the small business owner, then I, what I do is my podcast is housed on my website. I have it in blog format And for a specific podcast, what I do is I run an ad across Instagram and on Facebook. I make sure that I target it. So what Facebook will try to do is say, you know, either boost the post or here's your audience. And that audience is usually an audience that lives within a five, 50 kilometer radius around you. Well, Mm -hmm. not everybody who lives around you wants to listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I create an audience and my, my audience specifically are business owners who, you know, they have a business such as this and they live here and there. So I create my audience and then I put some ad dollars behind it and it drives traffic to my website, specifically to that podcast page. So now I have now, you know, showcased like across 
social media that this podcast exists. I've also received more clicks to my website. Hmm. Hopefully, you know, they go through the wonderful show notes and (laughs) now they want to listen to that podcast. And outside of that, when Google sees that, you know, there's a lot of activity on my website, D Boswell Buck. Well, somebody's looking for somebody to do social media or anything having to do with online marketing. That helps my website to show up quicker because Google wants to showcase like websites that have a lot of activity. Hmm. So, and it doesn't cost a lot to do that either. I did not think of that like running ads to your website means that you rank higher on Google, which makes perfect sense. But I just legit have never, ever thought of that. Never crossed my mind. So I'm going to go make a bunch of ads now, basically. (laughs) That is now my plan. Yeah, no, I think I think it's it's super important to understand ads and understand how they can work for your business because like, and and I want to get into this in a bit too, but like the difference between trying to go for organic growth versus like putting a few bucks behind a few D Boswell bucks behind you in your business, perhaps (laughs) that was the dumbest joke I've made today. It's not the first time I've heard it. I bet not. But I mean, like, Everybody should work with you so that they have you behind them in their business. It just makes sense. It makes bucks and sense. Okay, I'm going to stop with that now. Let's go to this next thing that I want to talk about, which is this organic versus paid stuff. Like if you had to choose between ads or organic growth on social media, what would you choose and why? So organic growth always first because you're building relationships online. But that organic growth, it's going to get you only so far, right? you might want to decide on creating an ad when you need to have something happen quick in your business or you want to have eyes on something very quickly. Or you'll want to create an ad because you're noticing that a certain number of accounts are following you and you're not really seeing that number go higher. An ad helps you to reach more people. So in January, when I had my first masterclass for the year, My ad targeted people in other areas. So I'm in Ontario, the province of Ontario. My ad targeted other places in Canada. So when I had my masterclass, there was like maybe 70 people who signed up for the masterclass and we had 40 people show up. And some of them were from other provinces. And I don't believe that that would have happened if it wasn't for the ad. So we Hmm. had Alberta, we had people showing up from British Columbia. And that was because that ad was targeted outside of who I was currently reaching. I think that everybody should have some dollars set aside. And it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. Whenever I'm sharing an ad for my masterclass every month, my budget is about $75. That is a very affordable dollar amount. I'm going to go take it out of my bank <laughs> account and put it into Facebook ads. Right. So, well, and it sounds like like a combination of organic and paid ads works well. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because sometimes if they don't register for your masterclass, they might find your content very very interesting mm-hmm. and decide to follow you. Yeah. And that one person would could possibly show up to a masterclass later or finally decide to work with you a month or two later, and that was $75 that you spent, right? And their click was probably 44 cents. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. 
Mm. So now that I am a billion percent committed to ads and ads alone and literally nothing else, maybe some SEO, let's talk about LinkedIn, the thing that I hate the most. (laughs) But I know you're really good at it and you have really amazing reasons why you should be on LinkedIn. What would you say are some of the reasons why entrepreneurs, business owners should be on LinkedIn and like the best ways to use it that you've found so far? So LinkedIn is... You know, when LinkedIn first started, it was that place where you go and you put up your resume and you're trying to get a job. So I think why everybody, they don't, uh, why a lot of people don't love LinkedIn is that they feel like they're being judged, right? Mm -hmm. Because initially, like years ago, you're hoping that somebody is going to hire you and you're putting your best foot forward. Yeah. Now for business owners, they tend to think that it's only a business to business platform. And you can definitely do a lot of business with other business owners on the platform, but the people who own the businesses are people, right? So one of my clients, for an example, she is an OBGYN and she's like, why am I going to go on LinkedIn? And I said, because your prospects or these female clients that you could have, well, they own businesses or they are up on LinkedIn and they're looking for a job. So it's like untapped territory. Mm -hmm. So you're, I feel like for the most part, everybody's audience is on LinkedIn. And another thing why I really love LinkedIn. So in 2019, when I was really heavy into in-person networking, I was getting very, very tired. Like I was, there's a certain times of the month, like three times it was in the third week of each month. There was like a lot of networking for me. And that week or two, I was super tired because I'm getting in my car. I'm driving to a networking event. Now I'm sitting around and sometimes I don't enjoy these networking events. Now I got to drive back home and pick up my daughter. Yeah. And so that is like five or six hours that I was sitting somewhere and not working on on client work because my business was starting to grow. And I knew that I was starting to tap out. So what I do on LinkedIn and what it has really come in handy, like in, you know, 2020, 2021, when we couldn't go to a lot of in-person events, is that I will be at home. And I set aside about half an hour to reach out to at least 20 people per week. And on LinkedIn, Mm. I'm searching for that person who matches my client avatar. And then when I connect with them, I don't just hit the connect button, but I send them a note. Mm -hmm. Hi, Emily. I really loved that blog post that you shared in that post. Or I saw in the website your T-shirt about such and such. Mm -hmm. That was that really resonated, resonated with me. Nice to meet you. I would love to connect. And that's it. And so, A, Emily sees that I took the time to get to know her. Another thing is, is that Emily's going to take a look at my LinkedIn profile as well. I didn't come on very salesy. Mm-hmm. And I am, I reached out to somebody who is like my ideal client or somebody who would like to engage with my content. And I would like to in- enjoy their content as well. And then what happens is that I build my network strategically that way every single week. And when I do that, the engagement is better on my posts Hmm. or I'm enjoying the content that I'm seeing from others. And also anybody who's connected with those individuals who I've connected with, well, they say that birds of a feather flock together. So now I can go into their contents and see 
what was posted, or if Emily is engaging with my content, well, those who are connected with her, they see what it is that I'm connecting, what, what they see what I am posting as well. Hmm. And that's the great thing about LinkedIn. So from LinkedIn, I've gotten speaking engagements. I've gotten new clients from LinkedIn. I've gotten like really great referrals. I've had people come out to my master classes. I, I just love LinkedIn and you could do it all from home. Yeah. Well, that's really standing out to me that you can do it from home. It sounds like a great way to network for introverts, yeah. such as myself. It doesn't take myself. all that extra. Yeah. Like all that extra energy. Like it is so much. And like you said, like sometimes you really just do not want to be at an event. Like you show up and it's totally not what you were expecting. And for some reason they're only serving fish, but you don't want to eat fish. And like, I don't know why they're only serving fish at this <laughs> made up event in my brain, but you know, it's a thing. And it just like, it changes your energy. But like, if you have the ability to just do a little bit of it every week, maybe put it into your calendar. And then you're like, yes, I, I am a networker. I can network. Look at me networking, building my network and not wasting all of my energy. That feels a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But and I, I just want to, if I can interrupt really quick, there was somebody who's watching like a tip Tuesday video that I used to share and he connected with me on LinkedIn. And then I saw that he had like a laser party center and I reached out. I'm like, where are you located? And he told me and I'm like, do you do events for eight year olds? And he's like, yes, we do for kids. And I ended up having my daughter's eight or her one of her birthday parties there. Awesome. So and that happened from LinkedIn. Like, oh, so good. Laser anything parties are right? so fun. <laughs> Oh my God, imagine going to like a laser eye surgery party and everyone's just got lasers <laughs> shooting out of their eyes. That's what laser eye surgery is, right? When you get lasers in your eyes. Mm. Yeah, but it wasn't that kind of party, but that does sound really fun. <laughs> so fun. I'm saving up. You're invited. Everyone's invited to my laser eye surgery party. <laughs> oh my God, ridiculous. But I think too, like uh, a lot of what you were talking about on LinkedIn are th like just things that are so different from when I joined it as a significantly younger person trying to find a job and then like feeling all of that judgment and feeling like, oh, it's just employers who are older than me and just think that I'm a stupid, lazy millennial because that's what we were branded as, you know, way back in the day where we're, we're just like, please, anyone, let me work for $4. I promise I will do a good job. I'm sorry I don't have 15 years of experience, but I will try. You know, yeah, it was kind of a nightmare. So I'm, I think that's partly like why I'm soured to it. But I I, I really, really appreciate the way that you describe how I could use LinkedIn as a tool for building my business and my network in a way that doesn't feel judgy and the way that you suggest like reaching out to people as well, because so often you will get those messages like, hey, guess what? I have a thing for you to buy. And and I'm like, well, I really didn't want to buy bulk coffee cups, yeah. but thanks, I guess. I, like, I drink coffee, but I like to be sustainable and use my mugs, you know? I don't, I'm just looking at the things around me, and I'm like, what are examples? I can't use Beetlejuice as an example, but he is sitting there. Oh, my God. D, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to move to the next question, which okay. is... <laughs> which is, what are some of the things people aren't considering when it comes to marketing online? Like, what are the things that are absolutely essential that people are just, like, totally ignoring? Oh, that's a good question. So what are they totally ignoring? They are ignoring like not having a plan, right? Mm. It's like, I have to be online. So I'm just going to share. 
Mm-hmm. And so we, we plan other aspects of our business. Like we plan our financials. We're only going to spend this much money. We plan if we have a brick and mortar, we plan our location because this is where this is the best place to be. Look, there's great free parking. Mm-hmm. But then when we show up on social media, we don't have a plan. So we have a plan that we have to sell this item or we have to sell this course and we have to sell it in this time of the year. But then when we go on social media, we don't talk about it, right? It's mm-hmm. like, uh oh, um, I'm not supposed to sell, but we're on social media to share about our business, go- sharing about what's behind the scenes, and also to get people into our programs, or to get people to come to our brick and mortar. So a lot of people, they just show up on social and then they end up being very disappointed. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I can see these types of posts, like there's a social account that I follow and they ask questions like, what is your favorite chocolate bar? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know if that's something that (laughs) like, unless you want to do a spin on it, right? Like for me, it could be, Hey, my favorite chocolate bar is anything with caramel And this is, you know, and so if I had a chocolate bar that talked about caramel, then I would possibly highlight it on social about this. So now Mm -hmm. I've kind of like spun it. So it talks about business and it talks about how it is that you can talk about your brand on social media. Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, I'm repeating, but people who are, (laughs) they don't have a plan. Oh yeah. And another thing that is ignored is a call to action. Mm -hmm. So we're sharing content out there. For somebody who has a podcast, did you say, did you just say, I have a podcast and we talked about this and this is who I interviewed and that's it? Or did you also say, if you want to hear all this good stuff, click that link Mm -hmm. and click on the link that says podcast, right? Or maybe there, you know, there's, you got to have like specific call to actions, like take a listen, click that link tell me what you think, right? So then people are not just like scrolling by and saying, oh, that was a nice post or that was a comical post. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to actually click and go and take a listen on something else. Yeah, there's more value there. There's more entertainment there. Oh, I want more of this. And yeah, you're right. If people don't say, go listen to it, go do the thing, if they are not calling people to action, as it were, they're just not going to because we only have so much time in the day. We only have so much in our brains that we can remember. For example, my working memory, which is zero. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. A uh, call to action. And it's so hard to get people to accept that that's not like a sales thing. So for everybody listening, it's not salesy. It's just providing people with the next step to yes. take action with you, which I probably heard on your podcast, Dee, I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> you just, you articulate it so well on your podcast. Strategize your business online. Go t- take a listen to that later. Okay, what would you say are the top three things that you think anyone with an online presence should prioritize so they can, priorities? Prioritize. prioritize. <laughs> so that they can look great online. Okay, the top three things. So off of social I would say you want to prioritize where are you sending people? So if you're sending somebody to your website or you're sending somebody to a landing page, you want to make sure that what is on that landing page or what is on your website matches pretty much with what is going on on your social media. 
so that way they're not getting lost or they're, they're confused when they when they land there. So take care of what's happening off of social. I think that social media is an amazing way to grow your list. I would say that have those posts, like make sure you're, you're, you've got those posts like every week or every two weeks that are sending somebody to join your list. Hmm. At, but when they're joining your list, you want to give them something. So it's not just like get on my newsletter because not a lot of people are just getting on your newsletter anymore, yeah. but they probably want to grab these great tips but you want to direct them off of social and that's a wonderful way for you to build your list. So what's going on offline on your website and landing page and also a great way to grow your list. And then what are the different ways that you can tell people to reach out to you? So quite often I will say to click that link in profile where I have like several links. Mm -hmm. So when you click on it, you'll see the several links. And one of the links that I want you to go to based on this post, we'll say, click that link in profile and hit, hit consult, right? Mm -hmm. Or hit consultation. Because when they, when I send somebody to that link, they might be presented with like three or four links. I want to make things very easy for them. And also I don't want to get them distracted. So letting people know how can they reach you? And that could be that link in profile. That could be to get into your DMs. So if you want to learn more, send me a message. Another thing that I've been doing recently with my newsletters is that I will share that I have scheduled a newsletter for the next day. This is the topic. If you want to get more details, then share your contact information in your DMs, in my Mm -hmm. DMs. So Mm -hmm. last week when I did that, I had four people like say, hey, can you add me to your email list, right? Nice. I asked them and then they went into my DMs and they typed it out. And I know that they specifically want to be on my email list. I'm so going to try that. That's such a great idea. Oh, you're full of so many great (laughs) ideas. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, So now that we know all of your amazing ideas, I know that you have a conference coming up in September and it's going to be even more of this amazing online strategy. It's not so much going to be about hashtag money mindset as we talked about just before we started recording. It's not going to be ending the day with a big old hug to yourself. Although maybe, I don't know, hugging is nice to ourselves. But tell us about this conference and tell us why you are doing it because I'm so excited about it. I think it's going to be a massive, huge help for everybody on who has an online business or who is putting their content out online and wants more people to see it, more eyes on their content. Tell us all about this conference and how people can sign up for it. Okay. So keeping it nice and easy. So people remember (laughs) it. It's the same title. As yes. my podcast. Very so nice. it's called Strategize Your Business Online. And it's for women in business who are, who are at a point in their business where they are, they've hired or they're ready to hire or they're willing to go to that next level of their business. And it is a business conference. The majority of it is about marketing, but there are businesses are online in so many different aspects. So there are different things that we're going to be learning. And I'm making it a business conference for women. And I'm going to explain the reason why is that, you know, so women, we typically act different in our businesses compared to men. And we, for instance, we, well, we always hear about mindset and and whatnot. 
So just calling it out, like guys tend to be like, this is my price. And are you going to sign on the line? All right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to, I'm going to move on. Right. And sometimes we tend to think, okay, I'm going to let her know my price and (laughs) I hope she's going to be okay with it. Or, or we talk ourselves down. Like before I get on that phone with somebody, I'm going to have a plan B price. Right. Yeah. Or I'm not going to share this about my business because maybe I'm bugging people. Mm -hmm. So this conference is, is to let you know that yes, you can definitely share about your business. And yes, these are the things that you can ask for. So I share a partial title. It's called Strategize Your Business Online, Lessons from the Trenches. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be speakers. It's virtual, by the way. And there's going to be speakers who are going to share parts of their journey. And they're also going to be sharing some amazing tips or things that you can do once you leave this conference that you can apply for your business. So we, for instance, we have somebody who is a business lawyer, which is something that we really need, especially if we are looking at having contracts for our business. Mm -hmm. I remember looking up contracts online, like the perfect template. And then I send it off to somebody. And then the person says, what is this sentence all about? Right? So we're going to have somebody who talks about how the law can help you for your business. And the law is not boring, but we we need this, right? Mm -hmm. We also have somebody who's going to talk about the perfect about page. So when somebody gets to your about page, it's not going to just be me, 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 as in the person who owns the website. But what is it that you can say on your page that is going to have somebody say, yes, I want to reach out to that mm-hmm. person. We're also going to have a panel. And one of the individuals on the panel, she owns a skateboard shop. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is that she opened up her skateboard shop in March 2020. And then the pandemic happened, right? And it's like, uh oh, so where she's living, nobody could go to her shop, like the, the area was on lockdown. However, in 2020, her sales were like through the roof, people throughout like the world were buying her skateboards. Mm-hmm. So she's not a professional speaker, she'll be on the panel. But I think like her story really needs to be heard like, hey, this everyday person you know, she is selling skateboards throughout the world. And last week on Instagram, she shared a post and her picture was featured on the outside of a store called Holt Renfrew. Her picture is shared there. And then you also see a video of her skateboarding. It's like, I think everybody needs to meet her. Yeah. So that the conference is like very inspiring. And again, you're leaving with things that you can do, tasks that you can do to apply to your own business. That's so cool. It, is it Sasha? Is that her name? Sasha. Yeah. I want to call her Sasha Fierce, but that's Beyonce. <laughs> that's Beyonce. But, yeah. <laughs> Sasha Senior. Yes, that's right. I was like, is it Sasha Exeter? No, Sasha Senior. That's right. I yeah. heard her on a podcast. I heard her story. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, if you go to this conference for anything else, just go to hear Sasha because she is super cool. I love yeah. her story. It's, it's, Really awesome. Well, I'm very excited for this conference, this virtual conference, which anyone can sign up for. How, pray tell, might someone sign up for said conference? Okay, so I'm glad you asked, Emily. So how you can (laughs) sign up right now is if you go to my website, dboswellbuck.com. 
com, then you look for the link. Well, I have it on my homepage, but there'll be a link for conference. Or if you go into my menu, just click the link that says conference and make it very easy yes. strategically. That's how and, I found uh, it, actually. Right? I was like, oh, there it is. Great. <laughs> and when the doors open, anyone who's on that list beforehand, I am going to be sharing a promo with them as well. Noise. Oh, yeah. that's so good. I will make sure there is a link in the show notes for that. Everybody go get yourself on the wait list. It's going to be a great conference. If people are like, wow, I just need to start working with Dee immediately because she knows literally everything that I need. How can they do that? How can people work with you? Okay. So people can reach, can work with me in various ways. So what I do for a lot of my clients, the majority of my contracts are for social media management. And I like to say, you know, we are the managers of your social media. (laughs) And what we do, it's like done for you social media posts. None of our clients like to write their content. So we pretty much write everything Mm -hmm. and the content is created in advance sent to our clients so the clients can quickly approve it. And we just help you to show up consistently so that people end up reaching out to you. We also take a look at your like at your online presence. So we provide digital marketing audits, making sure that everything that you do online is cohesive. So earlier I spoke about you're on social media and you're sending somebody to your website. Well, we want to make sure that when they get to your website that, you know, the message is cohesive. So what Mm -hmm. they see is what they saw on social is what they see when they get to that landing page. And then we also provide like everything from like social media strategy or online strategy. So if you have like anything that you want to fill in terms of a course or products that you want to sell, we can map out a blueprint for you as to how you can use the online space to get more sales. So comprehensive, so complete, it's everything you need, everybody. Well, I will make sure but, that links are... Oh, what? what? And then how to book. So if you... And if you want some of that goodness, <laughs> you could find me on Instagram. Jump into my DMs at dboswell underscore, underscore buck. Or you can go to my website at dboswellbuck and just hit the link that says contact. Nice. Hit the link that says contact and then you can contact D. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I will put your Instagram, I'll put your LinkedIn, I'll put all the things, your website, yes. the conference link, the podcast link. I'll put all of Thank those you. into the show notes. Is there anything else we should know? Oh, no. Great. We covered it all. We did it. All right. Successful podcast recording. D, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I can't wait for your conference. It's going to be so super awesome, cool. And I am very excited about it. I'm excited to put out this episode. Thank you again. Yay. And thank you so much for having me, Emily. And I'm so glad you're my podcast editor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Ultimate Creative. If you heard something today that helped you get one step closer to building your super awesome dreams, I would love it if you shared a rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. That helps more people just like you that want to break into their passions and build a life they love with creativity and entrepreneurship. And if you know someone that needs a boost of inspiration and this episode will help, please share it and spread the love. I truly believe that the more we encourage each other to take steps towards building our dreams, the better our lives will be and the happier we will become. Pretty awesome. 
To learn more about how I can help you build your dreams through podcasting, video production, or content coaching, head over to theultimatecreative.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative and let's chat.